How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we're going to be talking about five tools that I've used to help me get better sleep. And I want to help you get better sleep too, because you'll be surprised how many things that can help in your life. Now, for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, let's get on with the show, friends. So I'm going to start this episode off just by saying I haven't had a caffeinated cup of coffee in three and a half years. Well, that's a little bit of a lie. I have had caffeinated coffee while on vacation. Yeah, weird, right? Like most people drink coffee to make sure they can just make it through their day. And I haven't had a caffeinated caffeinated cup of coffee in three and a half years unless I'm actually on holiday. Because I actually, frankly, love the taste of coffee. So I love the taste of coffee. So when I'm on holiday, I love to drink coffee. Uh, And on weekends, I do like decaf lattes and decaf espresso and things like that because I just absolutely love the taste of coffee. But the truth is I don't need caffeine. And everybody's always wondering if I'm just like hopped up on on uh, coffee all day long, and that's why I have all this energy, or maybe I've just graduated to hard drugs. I I don't know, right? But the truth is, I actually believe it's because I don't drink a ton of caffeine, and the reason that I don't drink a ton of caffeine is because I've really focused on uh, the other health habits, like getting good sleep. Now, I've noticed that most people... Most people drink a bunch of caffeine during the day just to stay awake, and then they have all this wiry, jittery energy uh, by nighttime, and, and they're having trouble sleeping, so they have some wine or something like that to help them get to sleep. But the truth is caffeine uh, has some uh, some toxicity tendencies on your body and so does alcohol. So it actually, both of those things are actually uh, putting more stress and strain on your nervous system and preventing you from getting good sleep, which makes you more tired the next morning. So just in order to get out of bed and get going, you have to have more caffeine and then you go through your entire day and then just to wind down, you have to have alcohol to get to sleep. It's this, it's this cycle, right? And don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love my coffee and I love my wine, and I love my tequila. So I'm going to have my wine, and I'm going to have my tequila, but I'm not dependent on it. I'm not relying on it. And most of this comes back to sleep. It's pretty crazy. So uh, you know what I've noticed, not necessarily even the length of sleep, but the quality of sleep. So what I've noticed is the quality of my sleep and how I'm sleeping is one of the most important things for me to be able to show up at a really high level 
uh, on a day and every single day, every single week. Um, you know, I was just reading Relentless by Tim Grover. Tim Grover spoke on on stage with me a couple of years ago, and I've, I've just loved his book Relentless. And I come back to it every year or so just to remind myself of what it means to be a top performer. If you don't know Tim Grover, uh, he was the mindset and PT coach for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, a bunch of professional athletes, the best in the world. Um, you know, and one of the things that he talks about, he goes, you know, I don't, I don't understand professional athletes that don't treat their body like a temple, even in the off season. He's like, you have one job, you have one fucking job and it's to use your body to make a living. Now, if you're not going to treat your body like a temple, your entire time you're working and using it to generate a living, well, that's your choice. And that's a really stupid choice. Well, I, I view the same thing as an entrepreneur about my mind and my energy and, and my performance, right? My mind, and especially as a coach, right? My mind, my energy, my mindset, my, my performance, my ability to show up, you know, that's my livelihood. That's my job. That's my one job as an entrepreneur and as a coach, as a business leader and as a coach, right? And so you better damn well bet that I'm going to take that job seriously and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I can show up 110% every single day. And for me, one of the most important things that I've noticed in order to do that is making sure that I'm getting good quality sleep. Now, I sleep about seven, seven and a half hours a night, uh, which uh, apparently is a little bit less than most people, you know, eight hours. But according to my aura ring, it's some badass sleep, right? So it's some badass sleep. I've got an HRV through the roof. Uh, my my heartbeat, uh, you know, my resting heart rate is really low and you know, all the all the good stuff, right? Now, uh, I want to run through some of the tools, five of the tools that I've used to help get my sleep to this point um, so that you can actually do the same. Now, the first thing before I even get into this, I will preface this with I'd highly suggest anybody who's interested in getting better sleep. You know, one of the first things that we tell our clients is, you know, if you want to get better at something, you have to you know, track it. Right. You have to in the beginning, at least you have to track it. You have to record it. You have to report it. Uh, what gets recorded gets completed. What gets rewarded gets repeated. Right. So um, so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to have some data if you want to make good decisions decisions. So I have an aura ring. Uh, I have buddies that swear by the whoop band. I know there's a bunch of other sleep trackers and things like that uh, that you can use. But I would suggest, even if it's just for a short time, tracking your sleep, right? You know, I, I remember when I first got into uh, health and fitness and, and weightlifting, you know, uh, even if I didn't want to do it forever, it was important to just track my macros for a few months just so I understood what it actually felt like and what it meant to be in a in a surplus and what it meant to be in a deficit and what it meant to be, you know, like what, you know, eating, eating based on intuition and what I actually needed versus when I was just eating because it was, you know, I was just bored, right? And so tracking for a little bit, even if it's just for a few months can be really helpful for you to learn when you're getting good sleep and when you're not. And then you actually don't need it that much. Maddie, Maddie used her aura ring for about uh, four months and then she learned everything she needed to and then she took it off. She's like, this thing's fucking hideous and I don't want to wear it all the time. Anyways, so besides the point, I would highly suggest getting a sleep tracker to, to help you when you're first starting off if this is something that you're interested in. Now, let's get on to the five tools that I use to help me get better sleep that I think you can use as one as well. Now, the first one is something that I learned from one of my good friends and mentors, Craig Ballantyne. He calls it the reverse alarm. So, you know, if you know what time you want to wake up at, uh, if you know what time you want to wake up at, let's say I don't. And again, I don't. I don't think everybody needs to be a part of the five a.m. club. I'm I'm up at four in the morning. I don't think everybody should be a part of that. It just works really well for me. You need to find what works for you. If you need to wake up at seven, great. If you need to wake up at nine, great. If you need to wake up at four, like me, great. I really don't give a shit. But find a time that works for you and set that alarm and wake up to that alarm. Now, in order for that to work, right? 
you need to set a reverse alarm. So if you know that you need seven and a half or eight and a half or nine hours or eight hours or whatever it is, right? Let's say you need to wake up at seven and you're an eight hour person. Well, that means you need to be asleep by 11, right? Not in bed by 11. You need to be asleep by 11, which means that you probably need to set a reverse alarm for uh, probably 10, right? An hour before. And this was a suggestion from one of my good friends, Craig. And the truth is one of the most important things you can do is spend that last hour before bed very intentionally because your subconscious brain, that 95% of your brain that runs a majority of your thoughts, behaviors, actions is heavily programmable for that last 40, 45 minutes before you go to sleep. So if you're doing a lot of really intense work or a lot of really intense thinking or, or working out really heavily right before going to bed, your body, your nervous system is going to be on overdrive. So you want to spend uh, about the last hour of your evening winding down. So this is really important. And I do nothing intense for the last hour, uh, sometimes hour and a half before bed. Uh, I often will talk about blue light stuff. I turn off my phone. I, um, I'm not watching any TV or anything intensely. Um, you know, it's like you, you wonder why you go watch uh, you know, zombie TV shows or zombie movies, and then you have nightmares all night, right? So you want to make sure that whatever you're reading is something uh, gentle and easy to read, puts you in a in a uh, very calm mindset, uh, not too much thinking going on. Because if you're if you're you know reading books that are really intense on learning, even I had to stop reading self development books before bed because it would cause my brain to be thinking too much, and it would actually affect my sleep a ton. So nothing too intense before bed. I really focus on winding down. I'm normally hanging out with my wife, uh, sharing gratitudes and wins. I'm, you know, maybe taking, uh, taking a hot shower or a hot bath. Uh, you know, just the normal stuff, brushing your teeth, hanging out, reading a good book. You know, I have a, I have a bunch of my books that I, uh, my favorite books that I love to read before bed, uh, that are specifically good at helping me wind down, you know, books like autobiography of a yogi or the surrender experiment or, uh, Tuesdays with Maury, um, the alchemist, a bunch of those stories and things like that, that are really good, but Harry Potter, right? So make sure that you're winding down before bed. That's one of the most important things. Number two, uh, if I am having trouble winding down before bed, one of the most important things that I can do is do something actively to pull me out of my head and put me back into my body. So uh, the three things that I love to do here is either breath work, meditation, or visualization. So the first one I'll say is breath work. If you haven't tried any form of breath work, check it out. I have several friends of mine who have apps and websites. Uh, Tyler Forbes at Breathe Degrees. You can check out Samantha Skelly, she's both of them have been on this podcast. Samantha Skelly has the Pause Breathwork app. Amazing ways to get into breathwork, uh, or just check out Wim Hof to get into some basic Wim Hof stuff. But getting into breathwork can help you disconnect from your thoughts, that that prefrontal cortex part of your brain, and uh, settle back into that calm, uh, rest and digest state of your body, so that you're uh, you're not overthinking, you're not overanalyzing anymore. Breathwork's phenomenal. Meditation is also phenomenal, depending on what type of meditation you're doing. You know, even if it's as simple as the Headspace app or the Calm app or anything like that. Now, the one thing that I will say is some people have kind of uh, uh, an adverse effect to uh, doing meditation right before bed. It works amazing for me. If I meditate, it calms my mind. It helps me slip into sleep very easily. But Maddie, on the other hand, if she meditates you know, within a couple hours before bed, she gets so much rest during that meditation. She's fucking wired. So she's talking, chattering. She can't go to sleep after that. So she's awake for an extra hour. Um, but visualizations can also help. Just visualizing, uh, you know, visualizing yourself calming down, visualizing your body. 
There's a lot of different visualizations you can do to help you calm down. Um, there's a lot of apps that you can look into that. But breath work, meditation, and visualization has been really helpful for me uh, to do at the end of a work day or an hour, hour and a half before sleep to really disconnect from the day. Uh, you know, one of our, we uh, we partner with Dr. Joe Dispenza in doing some research around uh, you know how the mind can help you heal, and and he's got a couple of meditations. Dr. Joe has a couple of meditations to help you disconnect from the day and wind down as well. So I've loved his stuff too. Um, so that's number two, breathwork, meditation, and visualization. Number three is blue light blockers. Uh, now this one's pretty interesting because I know a lot of people that swear by blue light blockers and it has helped me, but not as much as some people say, at least according to my aura ring. Um, so, you know, the, the whole theory behind blue light blockers is obviously when your eyes, when your retinas are taking in blue light, it's assuming that it is daytime. So it's activating all your daytime hormones and it's going to prevent you from going to sleep. Now, our TV screens, our laptops, our, our phones all emit this same blue light that the sun would emit. So our eyes are, it's preventing us from, from releasing that, um, that melanin, melanin, melatonin. There we go. Melatonin. There we go. That melatonin that allows us to slip into that sleep state. Um, so that's a really important thing there is making sure that you're wearing blue light blockers or turning off any extra blue lights in your house. In the, in the home that Maddie and I just moved into into Costa Rica, all the lights are actually uh, very soft yellow lights. And we've noticed that that's helped us slip into sleep a lot a lot easier as well. And the sun sets a lot earlier here too. It sets, you know, between 5.30 and 6 every single day. So getting to sleep is a, a much easier here than when the sun's setting much later. Um, but blue light blockers can be a phenomenal investment and then staying away from blue light in general uh, a couple hours before sleep can be super, super helpful. Now, number four is one of my favorites. Number four is one of my absolute favorites and it's cold therapy. I know what you're all thinking, Xander, don't you dare. Don't you dare make me do something cold before going to bed. That's going to shock the shit out of me. It's going to wake me up. It's going to throw me into a complete fight or flight state. And you're right. You're right. Now, this is why cold therapy is one of my favorite things to do before bed, and it will give you the best sleep of your entire life. Now, cold plunges and cold showers, if done at the beginning of the day, uh, peak your nervous system, peak your hormones. You have a, a norepinephrine and dopamine spike that is literally the, the perfect combination of liquid courage to and liquid motivation to get your brain going, get your hormones going, and you will be on a tear all day long if you do a cold plunge or cold shower at the beginning of the day. Now, here's the interesting thing is if you do a cold plunge or a cold shower at the end of the day when you have nothing else to do, your hormones spike, your adrenaline, your uh, norepinephrine and your dopamine all spike, but then because you have nothing to do, it immediately dumps off. It immediately dumps off over the course of the next you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes and you end up just tanking and falling deep, deep, deep into that rest and digest mode, uh, pulling yourself out of the sympathetic into the parasympathetic nervous system and your body just goes into immediate rest and digest. So cold therapy can actually be one of the best things to do about an hour, uh, hour and a half before bed. So I love cold, whenever I've had a long day, a stressful day, a lot going on in my mind and I, I'm having trouble disconnecting, a cold plunge will actually be one of the best things for me to do. A cold plunge followed by some breath work or the other way around, breath work followed by a cold plunge uh, is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I used to love when we were up in uh, San Diego, I don't have my sauna down here. I used to love doing a sauna and then finishing it off with a cold plunge. And man, I would sleep like a baby. Now, 
not everybody can get a cold plunge, but you can do a cold shower. And the other thing you should probably take a look at is something like the chili pad. So uh, there's several of these where, you know, basically it's a, it's a bed chiller and it'll actually cool down the temperature of your bed. Um, the whole process of this, the idea is lowering your body temperature. Now, as you lower your body temperature, you lower your heart rate, uh, you increase your HRV, and it's going to help you slip into a deeper sleep state faster. Now, what I've noticed, uh, we, we were testing out a chili pad down here in Costa Rica before uh, it actually broke, um, but we were testing it out. And what I noticed is I would slip into a really deep sleep uh, by having the chili pad on the first half of the night and then turning it off the second half of the night. Um, I would get some really good REM sleep as well. So cold therapy is a phenomenal way to help you get better sleep, whether you're doing cold showers before bed, cold plunges before bed, or you've got a chili pad or something like that to keep you nice and cool uh, while you're getting to sleep. Uh, and I know a lot of you guys are like, I don't want to be cold while I'm sleeping. Well, um, you know, this is something that, you know, Maddie thought as well, but you know, once we got the chili pad, she's like, holy shit, that's been really helping me. So definitely something to work, uh, look into. Now the fifth tool is one of my favorite tools, uh, but not something that everybody's going to be able to do. It's moving to Costa Rica. Yeah, that's right. This was my tool. So since moving down to Costa Rica, just uh, two and a half months ago, three months ago, um, I don't know, honestly, guys, I don't know what it is, but like my aura ring has been off the charts. It, it literally, the day that we moved, my aura ring was like, your sleep is 10% better. Your readiness is 10% better. And then we went back to the States for our live event for about 10 days. My aura ring was like, your sleep sucks again. Your, your, uh, uh, not, not your sucks. Your sleep is not as great again. Your, your readiness is not as great again. And, and as soon as we came back to Costa Rica, it was like, oh, everything's good. Everything's gravy. You're amazing now. So I, you guys, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but energy is a real thing. Okay. Energy is a real thing. And I'm going to throw this out there, but you do need to be very conscious around, you know, the energy you put yourself in, uh, all of those sorts of things. Now, one of the things that, you know, I love when, when people say one of my good friends, you know, used to live up in the uh, Northeast, like Vermont area, and you'd always complain about the weather. It's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, it's snowy, it's this, it's that, it's blah, blah, blah. Um, and one of uh, one of my mentors, Jack Canfield, told him, he said, uh, well, you are 100% responsible for everything in your life. And, and he goes, well, I'm not responsible for the weather. And he goes, yeah, but you are responsible for choosing where you live. And he goes, but my family lives here. He's like, well, you're still choosing to live there. And so three weeks later, he moved down to Florida. And now he's got a place in Nosara, Costa Rica as well. So the reason that I'm sharing this story is because, you know, some of you guys are like, well, Xander, I can't change where I live. I can't change, you know, uh, who I'm around. I can't change that energy. And the truth is you can. Now, sometimes it's easier to make those shifts than others. And, and sometimes it takes work. You know, it took me several years to be able to build my business to the point where I felt comfortable moving to anywhere in the world. And now we can move to Costa Rica. But you can do the same. You can actually do the same. You can take ownership of where you live and where you're at and the energy that you live in. And, you know, if you truly want to become an entrepreneur, part of the reason you want to do that is because you want to have the freedom, the financial freedom, the time freedom, the location freedom to be able to do things where you want, how you want, with whom you want, the way that you want. Right. So I'm just going to put it out there. If you really want to take care of your sleep, move to Costa Rica, hang out with me. Now, getting good quality sleep is obviously super important for your mental, emotional, and physical state. Um, so this is why I wanted to emphasize this so much because uh, really looking into that for yourself, I think will be really powerful for how you're able to show up and be an entrepreneur, be a business owner moving forward into the future. Now, for me and Maddie, we'll see if all this gets thrown out the window once Maddie and I start having kids. So I'll keep you posted. But for now, these are the things that work for me. That's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So if you make sure... So make sure to implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, 
If you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go grab the book, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.